0: Strong, I will say, long-lived SwiftCast, your headphones playing our podcast, nothing is sweeter
1: than SwiftCast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 97 of SwiftCast.
0: Hi! Woo! <laughs> Three away from 100.
1: I can't believe it, it's so close. I know, I'm excited. So this is Ashley.
0: Nate. Steph.
1: Ashley. And Nate, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Have you been significantly lonely this past year or so on the podcast as the only guy?
0: You know, I think lonely is really an understatement. Heartbroken, like withdrawn, it's been horrible.
1: Do you feel just generally very alienated and overpowered by all the women?
0: Oh, overpowered for, for sure. I mean, there's just, you know, oh man, just too much feminine energy going on, to say the least. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, well, Nate! Today is your lucky day because we have a new male host. Yay! <laughs> so I want to introduce you guys to Adam.
3: Hey, everybody! Adam, Nate, glad to be with you as a proud male Swifty. Yes, finally, nice.
0: Here we are. We got to stick together, you know. We gotta, Absolutely. Got to watch out for these girls.
3: <laughs> I'm glad to be here, and thank you to Ashley and Steph and Ashley for having me on.
1: Well, so Adam found us in the same way that Nate did almost two years ago now, though, which is crazy. He just was listening to the show and emailed us, and we started talking, and thought he could be a good addition.
3: Yeah, it was just a spur of the moment email. I'm like, I hear always here at the end of the podcast, you can connect with us on Twitter, on Facebook, through email, etc. And I just decided to shoot Swiftcast 13 at gmail.com and email and got to talking with Ashley and I'm glad that she invited me on and I think it's going to be a blast.
0: It's definitely nice to have a little bit more testosterone on the show. That's for sure. That fashion segment, I mean, we need a second male perspective.
1: You don't even need us to do fashion anymore. You guys can just handle it all on your own.
0: I know, obviously. I mean, that's just, just, that's just what we do. All right. And I'm sure I'll be
3: having some trouble pronouncing some of those uh, crazy purses <laughs> and dresses and whatnot. <laughs>
1: Well, we actually have a ton of stuff this week. Even though it's been an off week for Taylor without really any appearances, she's been all over the place and there's been a lot of news. But one thing that caught my attention this week is kind of odd. I wanted to know what you guys thought about it. So Taylor had tweeted at Lady Gaga on March 1st. She said, Is it just me or is Lady Gaga like fully living life right now? Hashtag goals. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I mean, she is, I guess. Like she got engaged. She She's on this Tony Bennett duet tour thing now, and I'm sure has some other things going on. I honestly don't follow her, but Taylor is apparently impressed.
2: She's actually going to be on American Horror Story next season, which was a big deal. I thought Taylor was actually talking about that and the engagement.
1: That is a lot. So Taylor was, I guess, pretty impressed by this and she tweeted that. But then Lady Gaga replied and she was trying to be nice, I'm sure, but she said, back to Taylor, Wow, you're a sweetheart. Life is friends, family, and love. We all see that in you. Your prince charming will come. And I just found that odd because I don't really think Taylor was saying I'm jealous of you because you got engaged.
2: Yeah, I see what you mean. The Prince Charming thing seemed a little off to me too, especially because even if you're living under a rock, I feel like you would have to know that Taylor is saying, I'm not dating anyone. I'm not interested in a relationship.
1: Not like I can't find someone. I genuinely am not concerned about this right now.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I think she meant well, though.
1: I think she did. I just thought it was funny. And I don't think Taylor replied back after that.
2: I did look Taylor favorited it. She didn't reply, though.
1: Hmm. Well, all right then, Lady Gaga, whatever you say. (laughs) Speaking of Twitter, we wanted to take a look back at some of Taylor's tweets from March of previous years, from 2014 all the way back to 2009. March is always a busy month for her on Twitter, apparently, because there's some really good tweets.
0: (laughs) Well, our first one, um, just from last year, March 5th, 2014, she tweeted, California, here we come, right back where we started from, road trip at Carly Claus."
1: Now, is that the road trip where we now know she played
2: her 1989? That's right. Oh, yeah, there you go. The whole album was completed by then, and Carly was the first person to hear it.
3: And that trip produced a lot of good pictures on
2: the various social media sites. It was such a good trip. It's hard to believe that was a year ago already.
1: That was just like, I think last week, we had that tweet and picture from her beach visit with Lord, and it was that didn't feel like it's been a year.
2: No, not at all. Wow. She also had to tweet the forest situation, and they were in the forest.
1: They were probably singing out of the woods in that picture, and we just didn't know.
2: (laughs) You're so right. They
1: probably were. She probably really wanted to caption it that they couldn't.
2: (laughs) Well, the next one also doesn't feel like it was that long ago. From March 1st, 2013, Taylor tweeted, had a photo shoot, found a tiny piano, had a tiny jam session. (laughs) And you probably all know the photo where she's playing on the little piano. So cute. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Great photo.
4: Our next one is from March 4th, 2013. And Taylor says, stuck in traffic behind myself. And I'm assuming that's the picture that she was behind one of her 18 wheelers from the tour.
2: Yeah, that one was mm-hmm. hilarious, too.
4: That was right before the Red Tour started. Man. <laughs> Speaking of which,
1: can you guys believe this Friday, March 13th, is two years since the Red Tour started?
2: Wow. No. I just don't know where it all goes. I really don't. And this tour starts so much later. She's going to have a ton of stuff. ton of surprises, I think.
3: Yeah, imagine if this tour was starting, like, next week.
1: I expected it to be starting in March again. I was very surprised it didn't start until almost the end of May. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm getting nervous now thinking about tour, man. That's coming up quick.
1: You're not the one performing. Why are you nervous?
0: (laughs) I don't know. It's just that like anxious, you know,
1: imagine how Taylor feels. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's really crazy. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. I need to make a countdown.
3: It's gotta be what about, 60 days or so maybe a little more
0: yeah that sounds about right
3: well our next one is from march 2nd of 2012 and it says the lorex is opening in theaters today it is also dr seuss's birthday maybe go see it please
1: i saw it i did too because she asked so nicely
0: you know i never actually did see it what i know i did not either nate wow guy swifties see I gotta defend guys 50s though. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not grouping anyone in here, but, uh, or stereotyping and all, but in general, guys just kind of avoid Disney movies.
2: It wasn't Disney.
0: Or animated films, (laughs) I'll say. (laughs) Was it Pixar?
2: It's DreamWorks, I think. Didn't you guys watch it on TV or something?
0: No, I've never even seen it on TV. I've never even... If it had come up on TV, I would have tuned in.
2: I saw it on TV a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. But it's good. You should watch it. It's probably on Netflix for free now, too.
0: Probably,
3: yeah.
1: I remember when I saw it, my boyfriend and I were, like, the only people in our age group in that theater.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I went to see it twice, and I really don't do that for any movie. Mm. Every time I think about the Lorax,
0: I think about her and Zach Efron doing that guitar duet on Ellen. Uh, do you guys remember that? Yeah. That was so funny.
2: That was such a great song. It was. <laughs> so, did you guys see Valentine's Day? Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you both saw, did you see that in theaters?
0: Oh, no. No. Rental.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: DVD. <laughs> and The Giver? That's not animated.
0: No, but I still never saw it though. I saw her like 11 seconds on YouTube so. I'm the exact same.
2: <laughs> yeah she's not really in it.
0: Yeah exactly right yeah. If she had a larger role I would have gone to definitely see it but I've already seen her part so it's like well. Wow.
1: I liked it overall though. I thought it was pretty well done.
2: Yeah me too.
1: Well we have another tweet also from March 2012 on March 4th when Taylor said Adelaide was amazing but now I'm stuck in a car with my two backup singers who will not stop chomping on corn nuts and it is so <laughs> loud. <laughs> are corn nuts an Australian thing?
0: I don't know.
2: I'm not sure. Maybe. Not that I know of. I don't Corn nuts. I don't know. I've never heard of them before.
1: I've heard of them. I didn't think they were Australian, but maybe they are. If we have any Australian listeners, please answer this for us.
2: <laughs> this is vital.
0: <laughs> Our next one is from March 6th, 2011. About to start the European tour in Belgium. That crowd sounds fantastic. And of course, that was the speak not to her she's referring to.
1: That was really awesome for them because she had a whole European leg before the U.S. part even started.
2: Yeah, I remember trying to avoid pictures and I <laughs> didn't succeed at all. The next one is hilarious. It's from March 1st, 2010. And she tweeted, at the nail salon, toes under the nail dryer thing. They put me in front of the bowl of Tootsie Rolls. Now they're having to refill it.
4: Our next one is from March 3rd, 2010. In celebration of the start of the Fearless Tour 2010, the Tampa show has a You Belong With Me dress code. Let's see some giant glasses it's funny how up
1: through the red tour and i'm guessing on the 1989 tour people still wear that outfit
0: the uh, junior jewels yeah yeah it's true this was, you know the fearless tour was before my time but even still during the fearless tour from my understanding a lot of people did not dress up is that right like there were some people who did the junior jewels and you know whatever else but a lot of it from what i understand is that right
1: Well, I think it's just that Tea Party wasn't very widely known about. I don't even know if it started right at the beginning of the tour or if she started doing it partway through the tour.
2: I definitely do remember seeing a lot of costumes, but even I wasn't really aware of the Tea Party until closer to the end of tour, probably during the 2010 leg.
1: It's definitely true that I think there are so many more people that dress up to try and get picked than people who just dress up for the fun of it.
3: Yeah, that's true. Definitely.
1: I still kind of wish she would make themed concerts now and tell us what to dress up as because there's so many options that sometimes it's just overwhelming picking what to
2: do. For this tour, there's an insane number of options. By themed concerts,
3: do you mean like, oh, on this date in this city, she'll send out a tweet or put out some kind of list that says, um, if you want to join in the fun, you can all dress up as this. And then the whole crowd is like that.
1: Yeah, because I think that the number one thing Swifties are best at is doing exactly what Taylor tells them to do.
3: (laughs) Very true.
2: Well, I'm glad that we do go all out, though, because this past year, since Taylor hasn't been on tour, I've gone to several other shows and they're just so boring. Nobody's dressed up. There aren't any signs. I like to look at all the pretty lights. Even Ed Sheeran's, I expected to see a lot of people and really, I didn't. No. It's just,
0: it's such a different feel.
1: I feel like if you did dress up for an Ed Sheeran concert, he would definitely notice and call you out because nobody does. <laughs> and I also think he would really enjoy it.
0: We had good seats. We were like, we are like eighth row. And so the people in like the first two and three rows, they were pretty dressed up. But uh, as for the rest of the crowd, I didn't see too much.
1: What were the people in the first two rows dressed up as? I can't even think of costumes.
0: Well, not really costumes per se, but, you know, all orange or, you know, they had a big plus or, you know, something good
1: yeah the only costume i just thought of was the muppet from the sing video not even muppet puppet from the sing video i don't know how you'd really dress up as that but if someone did they deserve to meet ed
0: that would be amazing that'd be incredible
1: <laughs> well we saw the kid dressed up as Minnie ed sheeran at his concert in nashville we
4: did
0: oh is that right really <laughs> Was he like the kid
3: from the um, Everything Has Changed music video?
1: I don't know if that's what he was going for. He was just a kid who happened to look a lot like Ed. He had red hair. And I think he was wearing a t-shirt that said Sing or something. But he looked so much like Ed that people were constantly stopping him asking to pose for pictures with him. Hmm. We saw a little him in Teenage Ed. Oh, yeah. We had all generations of Ed.
2: (laughs) Too bad they all didn't get a photo. That would have been great.
1: Well, the little one was actually brought backstage to meet him, which was pretty cool.
3: Well, our last tweet for this episode is from March 5th, 2009. And it says, still buzzing with excitement after my first Australian show. I officially love it here.
1: We know she does. She keeps going back. Well, I can't wait to see as we get into the next couple of months, her older tweet from the middle of all these
0: tours. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Cause she always had something to say about each concert. So I'm looking forward to
3: reliving, you know, what she said about this city and that city when it was happening.
0: it will be cool to relive the ones that we went to too, you know, that will be fun.
1: I know that'll be starting basically in a week. We'll have bread tweet. Yeah, man. Crazy. Well, now it's time for Keeping Up with Swift with all of Taylor's current news for this week. And the first thing is that Taylor had the most YouTube views out of anyone in the month of January. She had 361.3 million monthly views and all time she's had 3.7 billion
2: views. Oof, that's a lot. <laughs> And I think I also read that Blank Space already beat Gangnam Style for the fastest time to reach over 600 million views. Really? No kidding.
1: And I'm pretty sure people will be watching Blank Space for much longer into the future than they are watching Gangnam
0: Style. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's true. So she really might be able to break their record.
0: Faster than Gangnam Style. That's actually surprising. That thing exploded.
2: Yeah, I thought it was surprising too.
0: Well, our next bit of news, some good news that I really appreciate. Style moved up to number seven on the Hot 100 and had top airplay gainer honors for the fourth week in a row. And it is projected to move to number one, which is awesome because I love that song. Taylor also returned to number one on Billboard's Artist 100 chart for a record 17th week. And finally, 1989's worldwide sales are now over six and a half million.
2: Booyah. That's all I gotta say.
1: (laughs) Have her older albums even up to now? reach that high
2: worldwide i don't know i know it already surpassed red u.s sales
1: that's so insane i feel like in a year we're gonna be like it sold 15 million
2: Well, hopefully all these people who are buying it will then go back to her other albums and buy those too, because they're missing out otherwise. Yeah, that's true. Our next one is another piece of exciting news. Time Magazine named Taylor as one of the 30 most influential people on the internet. I'm
1: pretty sure she's the number one most influential person <laughs> on the internet.
2: At the
0: very least, I thought she was like top eight, I think. I don't know.
1: A top five even. Yeah. Yeah. Even earlier today, she tweeted about a new song that she really likes from someone I've never heard of. Her name is Kelsey Ballerini and I have never heard of her, but I have a feeling she's blowing up like she never imagined right now just because because of 10 seconds of Taylor's time typing out that tweet.
2: What's really cool is Taylor actually inspired Chelsea to go to Nashville and songwrite. She's actually a country singer and so I thought it was cool just to know that Taylor's still listening to country. I don't know how she finds time to listen to every single genre of music and find all these new artists but it's pretty exciting
3: do you know on that time magazine 30 most influential people was it just a list of the top 30 or were they ordered like from 30 to number one
2: yeah it was just a list so they didn't actually rank her okay Hmm. it would be interesting though you'd think she would be way at the top definitely
1: i think it would be her and then second would be like grumpy cat (laughs) (laughs)
4: Our next piece of Taylor news, Taylor FaceTimed with Jaylin, a four-year-old who has terminal cancer, for over 20 minutes. Oh. I remember when people were posting that on Tumblr, like, to get Taylor to notice, and I'm so happy that she was able to see that and talk to her.
2: Yeah, that was really nice. The video will probably make you cry, but you can watch it.
3: Our next news item is something you may have seen on Instagram. Taylor announced that Jamie King, her friend, asked her to be her baby's godmother. And if you look on Instagram, I believe both Taylor and Jamie posted separate pictures that were kind of similar, just each kind of acknowledging the other and their friendship.
2: Those were cute.
1: You know, it was really funny. Right after these pictures came out, one of my friends texted me and he said, this really isn't going to help with all the people calling Taylor mom. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's funny
1: it's so true though she's gonna be the best godmother that baby is really lucky i bet she's already painting like a whole nursery for it
2: (laughs) along with getting her gold engraved bridal shower invitations for britney mac
1: (laughs) she's so busy how is she gonna do all this while she's touring i don't even get it i don't know well, the next piece of news is also baby related. Taylor tweeted a hilarious video of this baby who only will stop crying when Taylor's music is playing.
2: That was hilarious.
1: That's a smart baby. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how the parents discovered that.
3: That's a good question.
2: Yeah.
1: And she also posted on Twitter this week, a really cute photo of waking up with Olivia on top of her, which I imagine probably happens a lot.
2: The way Olivia was positioned was so funny.
0: I was going to say that just like Olivia's face just in heaven.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder where Meredith was probably in the bathtub.
0: Grumpy in the corner under the couch. (laughs) Yeah. In the bathtub. (laughs) So our next bit of news, Taylor tweeted the other day about her dad, Scott, and she thanked him for his, quote, unconditional love, sarcastic comments and interesting Christmas presents. And it was a tweet (laughs) with a picture from some Christmas ago of Taylor holding two lawn ornament flamingos and Scott, of course, beaming in the picture. So
2: Taylor looking a little confused.
4: I don't recall ever seeing that picture before.
2: No, I think it must have been from this past Christmas because it looked like they were in New York and her hair was short.
4: I wonder if she'll use the flamingos.
2: <laughs> Maybe she'll put them in Rhode Island.
4: That's what I was thinking, next to her pool.
0: <laughs> yeah, she should. That'd be the perfect place for it. <laughs> she should put one by the trouble sign. That's what she should do. <laughs>
2: that would be great. There's a sign at the end of the driveway that says, I knew you were trouble when you walked in.
0: No trespassing.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next, Taylor was featured in commercials for different radio stations. The first was for Capital FM, which is in the UK, and then she's also in one for NRJ Radio, which is in Paris. So go look them up on YouTube if you haven't watched them yet. They're just short little clips and she looks cute in them.
4: Were they about the tour or was it just like her talking about the radio station?
2: Yeah, just an advertisement for the radio stations.
4: Yeah, I haven't seen those yet. Our next piece of news, Taylor is on the cover of the April 2015 issue of Dolly magazine, which is an Australian magazine.
1: It seems like every time after you track down one Taylor magazine, there's already another.
2: I know, right? <laughs> I still need to get Vogue.
1: Vogue is seriously heavy. I know it's always a thick magazine, but when I picked it up. I was like, oh my god, I think it was like 6 <laughs> or $7.
2: Did you get multiple copies?
1: I only got one because it was so heavy. <laughs> I'll get another one. Well, I already was getting all these groceries and loading up on heavy stuff, but I need to get another, (laughs) although I'm not as good of a collector as you. I don't keep things in perfect condition.
2: (laughs) Magazines are tough to keep in good condition. Yeah, Dolly Magazine, if you're in the US, you might need to buy it on eBay or find a Swifty who can send it for you.
3: Do you know, is that like a, a music magazine or a fashion magazine or what?
2: Actually, I don't know. Taylor's been on the cover several times over the past many years since 2009. But it looks to me like kind of fashion, typical girly magazine. I don't think it's music.
0: Yeah, that's what it looks like.
3: Okay. Well, next in the news, the song New Romantics was released on iTunes. It was also announced that You Are In Love entered the Hot 100, which means that Taylor has now surpassed Elton John and has 68 Hot 100 hits. And the only female beating her now is Aretha Franklin, who has 73 songs in the Hot 100. So I think we can all safely assume that in the near future, Taylor will be passing Aretha.
0: That is insane. Insane. Elton John, Aretha Franklin. Seriously. And she's only 25. And she's 25. That's crazy.
2: 25. I'm sure New Romantics will be in the Hot 100 this week, which will give her 69 Hot 100 hits. So four away from Aretha's record.
0: I think it's safe to say at this point, Taylor has achieved legendary status. Am I right? She's a legend. I think so. I think so. I think so.
2: People might disagree with us. We're kind of biased. (laughs) Yeah, we might be a little bit (laughs)
1: there was a commercial last summer i think it was for the iheart radio festival where they were introducing her as the iconic and legendary taylor swift which i feel is very accurate
2: (laughs) accurate yes When that was on, I recorded it on my phone so I could keep it because it was so exciting to hear called the iconic and legendary Taylor Swift. While well, Taylor
1: had overall a really busy week in LA over the past few days. She was seen hanging out with Jamie King. She was seen leaving a studio, which we're guessing might be for dancer auditions for the tour. She was at Camilla from Fifth Harmony's birthday party, and a lot of her friends were there. Selena, Jamie, Haley Steinfeld, Heim, Haley Williams, Sarah Hyland, Joey King. really great pictures from that party and then she went to see The Broods in concert with Ellie and Chloe Moretz and she also went to see Calvin Harris she's just been keeping up with all kinds of music lately yeah I
2: don't know how she does it
1: There's also a picture from her in LA over the past week, which when these pictures first came out, I think we were all like, what is she doing? Because it looked really weird. And her bodyguard was kind of like holding her arm. It just looked very weird. And it turns out what she was actually doing was walking backwards to avoid the paparazzi.
3: (laughs) Those pictures are really funny.
1: But I don't feel like it worked because we still have those pictures.
2: (laughs) (laughs) it was worth a shot she's always said that the paparazzi in la are so mean so i feel like she's just fed up with them
1: is she gonna become like sia and start performing with her back to the camera
2: (laughs) (laughs) or her face hidden
3: yeah
1: Well, that was Taylor's week in LA, but also she has some things on her upcoming schedule, which she wanted to update you guys about for March and April.
0: Well, our first bit for that is that Taylor is nominated for International Album of the Year at Canada's Juno Awards, which is going to air on March 15th. That's pretty cool, I got to say. International Album of the Year. I mean, she just basically won that at the Brit Awards, so was it Album of the Year or Song of the Year?
2: She was um International Artist of the Year. Was International Artist, okay, I'm sorry. Still, it's practically the same thing.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
2: She should win it, I think. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Next, on March 28th, the Kids' Choice Awards will be happening, and Taylor's up for Favorite Female Singer and Favorite Song of the Year for Shake It Off. And you can vote for her, no matter what your age is, online. So just go to Kids' Choice Awards and vote for her.
4: And on March 29th, it's going to be the second annual I Heart Radio Music Awards, and Taylor is planning to attend. And she's nominated for Artist of the Year, Song of the Year for Shake It Off, Best Lyrics for Blank Space, and Best Fan Army, which is fan voted.
3: And wrapping up the calendar, on April 25th will be the Radio Disney Awards, and Taylor has four nominations. They are Best Female Artist, Best Song of the Year for Shake It Off, Best Song to Dance to for Shake It Off, and Most
2: Talked About Artist. And I don't think it matters what your age is to vote for those either. You can, I think, just tweet your votes. So vote a lot.
1: I feel like she definitely should win most talked about artists just for the fact that I can't think of any other artist that has a podcast dedicated to them. (laughs) Honestly, I've gone on iTunes and searched for all the popular artists. There are no podcasts about them. Really? Is that right? No kidding. There's a lot of general music podcasts which cover top 40 and things like that, but I totally expected someone to do like a One Direction podcast. Right. I was
0: going to say One Direction, Justin Bieber. It has to be out there.
1: No, it doesn't exist. Really? Wow. So now it's time for our mini segments, which of course are Swifty Problems. And the first one is from at the keys to me. And they said, maybe it's time to make my account look a bit more 1989 themed, but I love my current header so much. Swifty problems.
0: That is a problem I'm sure a lot of people have. Well, our next one comes from at Starlightzz13. How can I do my homework when Taylor is on my mind? Hashtag Swifty problems. Swifty solution, incorporate Taylor into your homework. Duh.
2: (laughs) Write an essay about her. Exactly.
1: You could replace homework with doing work at work, doing anything you need to do. Taylor is always on my mind, and it's definitely a problem.
2: (laughs) Our next one is from at Slayer underscore Swift. I don't know what to do to get Taylor to notice me on Tumblr. I think that's a common problem. Tumblr, Instagram.
4: And our last Swifty problem comes from at finally Swift. Seeing 13 everywhere. Swifty problems.
2: It's lucky, though. Yeah, that could be a good thing.
4: Well, we have Friday the 13th this week. I wonder
1: what that will be like.
2: Friday the 13th was last month too when we got the style music video and Vogue.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. I don't really know how she could top that.
2: Maybe she's going to do something crazy.
1: Like walk upside down instead of backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now it's time for Nate and I'm sure Adam's favorite segment ever. Oh yeah. Fashion. Fashion.
0: (laughs) Here it is. I get to go first, too.
1: I know. You're our star.
0: So the first one was from the tweet about Taylor being named Godmother. This is on March 1st. If you guys want to go back and look at it, this is in L.A. And she wore a Wild Fox Kuchar London plaid baggy beach jumper. Bang. $128. On sale for
2: 89.60.
1: I love Wild Fox. I want everything of theirs.
2: It all looks comfortable.
1: Nate, that was the same brand as my Great Catsby sweater that I know you've seen.
2: Oh,
0: nice. There you go. Okay, now I'm getting an idea.
1: She wears their (laughs) stuff a lot. I feel like she wears their stuff almost exclusively when she's in LA. Does anyone agree?
0: She does often, yeah. It could just be whatever closet she's working out of, I guess, at the time.
2: This next one is from March 2nd, when she went out to dinner with Jamie King, and she wore a black Brandy Melville Byra corduroy skirt. She also has this in a tan color, and she's worn it both in New York and California. It's only $26, so it's a good deal. She wore her black Rag and Bone Miles booties, and those are five hundred and fifty dollars. With the skirt, she wore a black Arezzo Wilfred Free Hillary sweater, which was thirty five dollars, but it's on sale for only fourteen ninety nine. Unfortunately, it's only available in gray. And then she carried her Cambridge Satchel Company Twist Lock Satchel, which is one hundred and ninety euros.
0: I gotta say fourteen ninety nine.
2: I think that's the lowest price I've ever seen in her wardrobe. It's low.
0: Yeah. Am I right? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes she'll wear a Forever 21, which is around that same price, but it's pretty rare. The Brandy Melville stuff, everything from her is pretty affordable. I feel like when Taylor went to the store in New York, because I remember the day that she went, I feel like she bought the whole store because <laughs> she's worn so much Brandy Melville since then. And the whole store probably costs like one of her normal daily
4: outfits. Our next piece of fashion. Taylor was seen leaving a private residence in LA on March 3rd. She wore a green Brandy Melville Venus sweater with white stripes on the sleeves and that's $45. And then she had Rag and Bone Newbury booties in a deep brown color which are $525. And then she also had her Cambridge Satchel Company twist lock satchel which is 190 euros. And she also walked backwards.
3: <laughs> Next, on March 3rd at Camilla Cabello's birthday party, she wore a Black Free People crochet cadet dress, which is no longer available, unfortunately. And she also wore Black Stuart Weitzman Highland over-the-knee boots, and those are
2: $785. I don't think we've ever seen her wear over-the-knee boots, right? Right. She usually doesn't.
1: No, she usually prefers the shorter boots.
2: They looked really good, though, with the black dress.
1: Well, she has enough leg to accommodate them. (laughs) I don't think everyone can wear that tall boots without looking really short.
2: Yeah, especially if you have short legs, it would go up to, like, your thigh.
1: I think that was too easy of a brand for Adam to read. Free People, Stuart Weitzman. It's not challenging enough.
0: (laughs) That is too easy. (laughs) (laughs) next time
3: next time you'll have to challenge me
1: well our last couple of outfits are from March 7th she wore when she was visiting her mom in LA the black Brandy Melville skater skirt which is called the Amelia skirt $28 she definitely bought the whole store this proves it this was the third thing just from this week so she had with that the rag and bone miles boot again $550 and then she had a new purse that we haven't seen before She had the yellow Roger Vivier small Inez tote bag, which was $1,907. So then later that night, she was in Vegas hanging out with her friends, and she had on the Prada ankle strap platform sandals, which are $850.
0: Is that all she wore in Vegas that day? (laughs) Yeah, that (laughs) sandals. Okay, just to clarify. I mean, it's Vegas. (laughs) Might as well. It is. You're right.
1: Well, thanks to TaySwiftStyle.com for tracking these outfits down and you can go to her website to see more. So there's a really good interview that came out a couple of weeks ago from The Telegraph and they went out and interviewed Taylor when she was in LA the day before the Grammys and they asked her about a whole bunch of stuff and you guys should definitely look up this article at thetelegraph.co.uk But we wanted to touch on a few things that she said which were interesting. So one of the things they asked her about was, does she think the artists in the future are going to be able to sell records like she is now, as big of a quantity as she is now? And she said, it's possible, but a lot of artists have already given up on that. I have friends who just think it's not attainable, which I feel like is a very defeatist way to look at life. Now, I would think that her friends should view her as inspiration, that if you really work hard on an album, it is possible.
0: I agree. Well, I think now that now she's shown him, I think that's interesting.
3: Yeah, and they can all learn from her and see how 1989 was basically a perfect album and all that she put into it and all the hard work that she put into it. And then on top of that, even the marketing initiatives that she did, like putting the Polaroids in the different cases and doing the Swift Mm -hmm. Stakes. And those are all things that helped her sell tons and tons of albums, which other people (laughs) haven't done before. And so they can take some cues and try that themselves if they want to.
0: I think between Swift Cast alone, we probably have like 500 of those albums. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think Ed's probably her friend who sells the most albums out of all of them. And I think he thinks selling an album is important to make it good the whole way through. And it's working for him.
0: You know, I remember an interesting thing that he has said before, because I think it was his album that was the most downloaded album within whatever it was at the time, like the past year or something like that. And anyway, he said he's thankful for all the album sales he, he's had, but he personally did not mind the amount of times it had been illegally downloaded just because it got his music out there. And I mean, look where he is now, you know, so.
2: I remember him saying that he said something like 43 million illegal downloads.
0: Yeah, isn't that crazy?
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's insane.
0: I'm not condoning downloading music illegally, by the way. Just, uh, I have to clarify that. But <laughs> but it's just something interesting to think about.
2: It would be interesting to hear him and Taylor talk about something like Spotify, because I think they have very different views on it. I'm in the Taylor's camp, though. I'd buy my music. Yeah, I think
0: Taylor's, Taylor's doing it the right way.
1: I think when Taylor achieves world domination and has her own record label, which I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. will happen at some point, Ed is going to join it.
0: Right by the end of the year, right?
1: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the way right things are going. Ed already has his own label. He just started one. I did know that. I read that, but I never actually like read the details about it. Well, another thing that Taylor said when she was talking about the fans, which was really interesting, was that she says how she wants to do as much as she can for the fans right now. And she's always sending out more packages and things like that. And if she goes a week without sending something, it feels weird to her. But she said, I want to make the most of this cultural relevance or success or whatever you want to call it, because it's not going to last. I have to be as good a a person as I can while my name matters to them, because it's not always going to matter to kids who are 15 and really struggling with who they want to be or their friends were brutal to them at school that day. That's actual turmoil. I have to do everything I can to make their
2: day better while I still can. I think she's wrong. (gasps) I think her success is going to last. I mean it's already been nine years. I don't think she's going anywhere anytime soon. I think so too. I think you're right. And her name is always going to mean something to people like us and people like you who are listening to us.
0: Oh, absolutely. She already has a legacy, really, whether she sees it or not.
1: I think maybe what she means that maybe she didn't say is that, as we know, her fans are growing up with her and all ages really can love her, but there will come a time when she's old enough that literally 15-year-old kids in high school, kids who are going through these growing up struggles, won't be her demographic as much. So I think she wants to help kids specifically that age while she's still closer to their age, maybe is what she meant. That makes more sense. But she does kind of say a lot that she feels like she's going to fade away at some point, And I just don't see that happening.
2: No, because later in this article, she said she doesn't know when she's going to make another album. She said it could be 2020, which we talked about, I think, last week on episode 96. And Because in a different article, she said it could be one year, two years, three years. And we all pretty much agreed. She's got the perfect formula with two years. She should just stick with that if she's got the material and inspiration to write a great album.
1: Yeah, I feel like even between Red and 1989, she wasn't necessarily reassuring us that she was definitely going to have an album after two years. I feel like she was pretty vague about it until maybe into more of like the spring, summer leading up to the announcement.
2: Oh, yeah. This time last year, we thought Taylor was just going to the gym all the time. (laughs) like why is taylor just going to the gym why isn't she working on an album are we never going to have another album so she knows how to surprise us
1: well this article had a lot of other interesting stuff that we could talk for hours about but i highly recommend that all of you go read it because i think this was one of the better interviews and more informative interviews that we've had from her lately
2: the telegraph also did a really cool q a with taylor that was just like a rapid fire of questions. Some of them were really interesting and gave me some things to go out and read and listen to. They asked her what the last book she read was, and she said, Ava Gardner, The Secret Conversations by Peter Evans, and they asked her, what was the last album you loved? And she said, Bourne's, their EP, which is called Candy, and all of James Bay's EPs, And while Taylor was at the Bird Awards, she actually met James Bay and hung out with him. They've met before, and he seems to be kind of blowing up everywhere right now. So he's somebody to watch, and we all knew that she already liked the Bournes because she's tweeted about them before. And then they also asked her what the last movie she saw was, and she said The Imitation Game with Benedict Cumberbatch, and she said it was just fantastic and that everybody should go watch it. I have not seen it yet.
0: It was, and I agree. Oh, it was great.
2: Okay. I have not, so I'm going to go watch it.
0: There are a couple things. I won't spoil anything, but anyway, overall, it was great. I definitely
2: recommend everyone to go see it. So go check out the whole interview and Q&A. It's a good read. It's pretty funny, too.
1: Well, now we wanted to give you guys something fun, since Adam is our brand new host, and Ashley, has only been with us for a little while, we wanted to do a Q&A with them. We didn't plan it this way, but it can kind of be just like the one that Taylor did, where we're just going to ask them a bunch of questions, and they're going to answer. And if you guys think of any other of questions for them that we don't ask, feel free to tweet at SwiftCast13, and I'm sure they would be happy to answer them.
4: This is like rapid fire. I don't know how well I'm going to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, is this supposed to be rapid fire?
1: Well, we'll see how it goes.
0: Putting us on the spot, Ashley.
1: Nate, I know you had some questions for Adam.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm not sure how far back our listeners have actually listened to our episodes, but I think my first episode was episode 10. And that entire episode, I was interrogated under a bright light and was forced to answer all these questions about being a guy Swifty and all kinds of things. So I'm very much looking forward to grilling Adam about all kinds of things. Sounds good. Just just kidding. They're They're going to be pretty light, but... <laughs> Yeah, anyway, I guess just a few, um, I don't know, just kind of get to know your questions. Like, you know, a lot of the times, especially the girls in the fandom are interested. They always ask the, the same question from Guy Swifties like, why, I guess in, in your case, what makes you a Guy Swiftie? Why are you in the fandom, um, basically? You know, because a lot of girls especially think that, you know, Taylor's only for girls. So, and a lot of people, I guess, even outside the fandom. So, I don't know. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that?
3: The first time I heard um, Taylor Swift's music was back in 2007, around there, and I liked the first couple of songs that she put out, Tim McGraw, Teardrops on My Guitar, and so I started to become somewhat of a fan, and then later in the year, I was able to go to a Brad Paisley concert where Taylor was one of the openers for And I waited in line after the concert, um, like she did back in the day, when you could just wait in line and meet her and get your picture with her. So I did that, waited, you know, an hour, an hour and a half or so, and finally got to the front of the line. And from that point on, I knew I was a fan, just solely based upon the sincerity that she has and just how nice she was, because she spent time, you know, probably She couldn't spend a whole lot of time because there was a big line, but she spent time talking to you. I remember I was there with one of my best friends and she was asking my best friend about her earrings and where she got them. And she was just like a completely normal person, not like a celebrity um, that you might think of who is standoffish or wants to rush through a meet and greet. And ever since then, um, I became a fan.
0: Yeah, we were joking about this earlier. I already asked him this question previously, but yeah, what a different time. Where you could just jump into a line just to, to meet Taylor. Isn't that crazy? Right. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah,
1: you have to go through like 18 levels of security clearance. I know. It's crazy. <laughs>
0: like, can have a piece of gum in your pocket. It's nuts.
1: Literally. So. They took your gum away.
0: <laughs> Literally. Exactly right. Is that crazy? So, all right. Uh, we kind of got a little bit of a feel for you. Just some of the basic questions, every fan. What is your favorite album? 1989. 89. Any reason why? Um, probably
3: it's freshest in my head because obviously it's the newest album, but like others have said, it's just, I think it's perfect from start to finish. There's not a song that I skip, uh, when I listen to it. Um, and it's just a masterpiece. Yes. A masterpiece.
0: So in that case, does your favorite song also come off of 1989?
3: It does. And it probably changes from month to month or week to week, but I would say that not my... oh, for sure. Yeah, I would say that my current favorite song is Style. Nice. Excellent that's, choice. That's the one that I'll go to if I just want to listen to uh one song at a time or I'm just I have five minutes before I have to leave or do something I'll pop pu- I'll put that one on at, at the time being.
2: And Nate, that's your favorite too.
0: It is my favorite too. I know.
1: You couldn't stop talking about it from the first time you heard it.
0: I know. I was singing I was singing it. I was getting the, the snapping going. <laughs>
3: And you knew it would be a big hit ever since you first heard it.
0: I knew it too. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, really. But but yeah, Um. So, so you've obviously been a fan for quite a while. You've been in the fandom. Now, have you been to any shows? And if so, uh, which was your favorite, I guess?
3: Okay, I have been to about six or seven, I believe. Um, the first one was the opening for... Brad Paisley, which obviously wasn't her own tour, but that was the first time I saw her. I got to see the Fearless tour one time, and quick side note, um, if any listeners remember, I think this was a brief part of the Journey to Fearless DVD, but the, actually the concert that I went to, the Fearless show, was either the day before or the day after Mother's Day, and Taylor sang the best day to her mom in the crowd, and it was just awesome. It was so nice.
2: That was awesome.
3: That's such like an
0: iconic uh, moment in her concert history. Mm-hmm.
3: And then I do have another one that I was fortunate enough to be at. Um, I went to two Speak Now shows, one of them in Chicago and one of them in San Jose. And the secret song that she did at the San Jose show I was at was... Uh, Drops of Jupiter by Train, and that was the one that made it onto the Speak Now World Tour Live uh, CD and DVD.
0: That's my favorite cover of hers, hands down. I have to say, man, I'm jealous. It's that's awesome.
3: Yes, it's a very good cover, and I'm glad they chose that one. Of course, she had lots of good covers, but that's a good one to include on the CD and DVD. And then back in the Red Era, I know I I don't I haven't traveled as much as uh, some of the other hosts have, um, but I only saw the Red Tour one time, and that was in Chicago um in the summer of twenty thirteen. And I'm looking forward to seeing the nineteen eighty nine tour. I do have tickets to the Chicago show um coming up in
0: July as well. All right, the final question for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna reorient this back to just being a, a guy Swifty. Now, I remember them asking me this one and I remember thinking to myself that I didn't really have a, a a really like a good answer for it but i don't know I'll, I'll i'll give it to you uh maybe uh maybe you can play with it any challenges uh for you to be a guy swifty uh in the fandom is it is it like do you face uh you know persecution or uh <laughs> <Persecution>. um, um, <laughs> it's, That's a, it's really not a good uh strange. it's not a good word for it yeah a little bit extreme yeah no do you um do people maybe tease you or uh, not from the fandom, but people from out, from outside the fandom? You guys know what I'm talking about. Come on. <laughs> Hard time.
2: Yeah. People outside the fandom. Definitely. I could. People see people outside.
0: They, yeah. Uh, any challenges, I guess for, for you to be a guy Swifty, I guess.
3: Yeah. And I think I'll have to say, no, there's no specific instances that I could think of. Um, I know you said outside um, the fandom. Um, I, you know, some of my best friends um, know that I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, and they think that's great. And some of them are as well, um, mostly girls, but uh, there are a few guys in there too. And other than that, uh, I haven't, you know, ever experienced it outside in public or anything. Or you know, I'm still rolling down my windows in the summer and playing the the CDs I'm in my car, uh, and never have uh, ran into any situations like that. So I'm gonna have to say
0: no to that that's great that's awesome seriously nice and and i'm sorry that that wasn't my last question i have one more question for you okay any advice maybe for any guys who listeners out there maybe um uh i don't know like uh morale advice or uh uh i don't know maybe i don't know just anything really any or or for anyone in the fandom really do you have any type of advice or anything like that i don't know
3: i think i would say something very similar to what you know taylor has said in this article we talked about in this episode or past articles is you know just be yourself you know listen to what music you want to listen to you know read what books you want to read watch what tv shows you want to watch and just be an individual and that will take you very far in life
0: nice well uh i gotta say it's it's uh good to have you on board adam seriously
3: thank you phew i'm done now ashley your turn
0: Yeah, now it's Ashley's turn. (laughs) Uh
1: Well, we'll go easy on you because we know you better, so we have to be nice. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to ask, and I feel like I probably know the answer, but, you know, you've seen Taylor in concert a bunch of times in a lot of different places. What's been your favorite moment or memory of seeing
4: her? I'd probably have to say when I saw her for Speak Now when she came to the New Orleans Arena, just because that's probably one of the closest times I've been like to her while she was performing on stage. And and just cause like of how the set was and like when the, how the stage was set up, you know, it, was, it came out like a catwalk and a T and I was like right close to the T and I'm just like, she's right there. Like she's right there. Like freaking <laughs> out. And it was um, me and my neighbor friend down the street. I had taken her to go with me and um, I just, that was just one of the shows that has stuck with me for a very long time. So, And that was the only time I got to see the Speak Now tour, which was that one show. So I'd probably say that one. I was thinking of a time when you also got pretty close
1: to Taylor on a New York rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> right.
4: Oh, that. Oh, that. Right, that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to ask you about the rooftop performance and meeting Taylor. Tell Everybody, about a little bit about that, yeah. Um,
4: so I got a call uh, from Taylor's team, along with the other hosts, <laughs> um, to go to New York, and I got to see Taylor perform on a rooftop in New York. I had no clue what was going on. And I remember at the end of the call, the lady who I was talking to was like, are you excited? And I was just like, I have no clue what's going on. But yes, I'm very excited. And it has to do with Taylor, I'm excited about anything. Because, you know, I just, I didn't, again, I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't know if I was going to be meeting Taylor or what, what was happening. So, um, like, like from that day forward, I was freaking out. And I remember, you know, when we were all together in New York and stuff, I was just, I remember waking up that day and just like, okay, just not getting my hopes up just like gonna gonna have a fun day it's gonna be awesome and but yeah it was just like getting up to that rooftop and being that close to her then that I was freaking out and I told her I was just you know I had seen her perform in the past and I said and I thought that nothing could top that and I said but um this just did so <laughs> yeah but um Taylor just kept telling me how adorable I was and I couldn't get over that and I was just like nope. no you're adorable (laughs) (laughs) she
1: probably said that because she's like a foot and a half taller than you
4: (laughs) (laughs) this is very true and i'm in fashion like i'm a fashion major so i told her about that because obviously everything she wears i i'm like in love with and her style is obviously amazing so i was talking to her about that and you know that i work at a at a boutique and she said she heard of it. I work at Francescas and she's like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of Francescas." And she's like, "Oh, I like cute jewelry and stuff." So I was like, "What? Taylor knows of Francescas?"
1: <laughs> that reminded me, of another question I was going to ask you, which was, "Do you have a favorite outfit of Taylor's either recently or just from any time?"
4: Um, yeah, pretty recently it was the jumpsuit that she wore for was it Jimmy Fallon, I think?
1: The black and white one.
4: Yeah, the black and white one. Mm-hmm. I I just, it's just something simple like that. And just because of how tall she is, like, that's just, I mean, obviously she, she can pull that off. And I just really like that. I don't know why. Just plain black and white. That was probably one of my favorite outfits of hers. And with the red shoes, too, obviously, that, like, pulled out a pop of color. So if I was tall enough, I would totally wear a jumpsuit, but I'm not.
2: I'm short. <laughs> so what is your favorite album? I know this is impossible. <laughs> it's hard to pick.
4: It really is. And I'd probably have to agree with what Adam said. And like right now it's 1989. But if I had to choose a, yeah. a past album, I'd probably say Fearless because there are just a lot of songs on that one that I really love.
1: Well, I have a good last question for you. I know that we got to see some really awesome guests on the Red Tour when we went to Nashville, but... Is there anyone who's never been a special guest for Taylor that you would love to see her bring out on the next tour?
4: Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Has she had Justin Timberlake as a special guest?
1: No, she hasn't, and I'm kind of shocked about that. She never has, right? That hasn't happened?
0: No, I'm pretty sure it hasn't. I don't think so, and I think that's a good choice. Say, said it's something like on a talk show or something briefly, but not an actual... Like performance
1: that's pretty surprising because i know that they both really like
4: each other yeah i'm surprised that hasn't happened yet i would love to see that yeah if she had him as a special guest i i think i'd die because nsync was my favorite boy i thought you'd say up. nick
2: jonas <laughs> <laughs> she really likes nick... his music and you like i, him, I right? do
4: oh, yeah i mean i do yeah <laughs> i was a fan of the jonas brothers too but yeah, the first thing that came to mind was Justin Timberlake.
2: I love Nick's new song. I, th- I think it'd be cool if he came on tour as a guest.
1: I know that you probably were in heaven when we saw Hunter Hayes on the Red Tour.
4: Yes. Well, I was, like when you asked me that question, I was like, well, wait a minute. She already had Hunter Hayes. So <laughs> who can <could> I pick?
0: <laughs> Being there in Nashville that day, Hunter Hayes, I got to tell you, just from a guy's perspective, the, the shrill, like piercing <laughs> screams as soon as he came out on stage i'll tell you what there's was, there was no other sound like it i'll tell you what
1: i can't really remember if the screams were louder that night or the first night of nashville for luke bryan i feel like both were pretty intense
0: luke oh man yeah both of those both of those man you know who needs to come on tour is hansen
2: <laughs> oh yes <laughs>
0: get some bop action
2: <laughs> Hanson um, was my like first
0: the 90s heartthrob right
1: (laughs) that would be amazing i feel like she would do it i don't really think she has anyone off limits that she wouldn't collaborate with i feel like she really admires every genre
2: really yeah especially today we learned she's still listening to country acts like the broods and barns
1: ashley i think she should bring jesse mccartney for us (laughs)
4: <laughs> yes see there's just so many different people i can't think of them all
1: he was like how you loved hansen we've always loved jesse since we were like 12 <laughs> yes.
4: when he was on the beautiful soul tour i had to go see jesse well
1: i feel like those were some really good questions and hopefully people feel like they know both of you a little bit better
2: now yeah and if you guys have other questions feel free to send them to us
1: Yeah, you can tweet us anything you want to ask at SwiftCast13, and you can also ask us at facebook.com slash the SwiftCast. You can go to our website at swiftcast13.com to see all of our contact methods, and you can always also email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com, and if you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes so that you get all the episodes automatically downloaded because that will make your life easier every week so taylor's done so much this week that i honestly don't even know how she could top it this next week but what do you guys think she's going to do
3: i have an idea i think that next week taylor is going to tweet us a picture and write a caption with it and it's going to be about tour rehearsals and everybody's going to go crazy over it
0: That's
4: what I was going to say.
0: Really? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a good bet, I'd say. I don't know, being March, seeing all these uh, studio pictures, I don't know.
4: Hopefully on Friday the 13th.
2: Yes. She did say that rehearsals will be in Nashville. So if she disappears, then we can probably guess she'll be in Nashville. I was thinking maybe she'll tweet a photo with Meredith Like sitting on top of her forehead, and Olivia, you know, in the crook of her arm, and waking up with all these cats just covering her. That would be great. I think on
0: the 13th, Taylor is going to tweet a picture of her and her coven uh, casting a spell on somebody, Lady Gaga.
1: I forgot (laughs) about Taylor Swift's coven. They're still going strong. The coven
0: from Alex Goldsmith.
1: I think that Taylor is going to just find more unique ways to try and hide from the camera. I don't know. I still think she might start being Sia.
0: I think crab walking is a good bet, I have to say.
1: I mean, that's not noticeable at all. She'll definitely hide from them. (laughs) Well, at least if she goes to Nashville, like you guys are saying, she won't have to deal with that for a little while.
2: Yeah, it's so private there. Must be nice.
1: Well, we will keep you guys posted as always, but for now, for episode 97, this has been Ashley, Nate, Steph,
4: Ashley,
3: and Adam.
1: And we'll see you guys next week for episode 98. Bye!
0: Bye! Bye! Peace out, Swift Scouts.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or Thirteen Management.
0: With the Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear
0: runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table
1: upright, and start getting lucky.